eight forty-five. Let's get to this morning's person, who today is Tess Rafferty, American writer, comedian, and actress, whose credits include Midnight on Comedy Central, many other programs besides in the U.S. Drew a huge amount of attention as well for uh, a statement in the wake of President Donald Trump's victory um, in that U.S. presidential election, um, but also more recently co-organized the Take Back the Workplace March, which took place along Hollywood Boulevard, later merged with the Me Too Survivors March. She said during the rally that we will no longer be intimidated, dismissed, or silenced. We are no longer the ones who have to fear for their jobs. You are. Which links the subject of workplace sexual harassment we've been discussing already as a bit of a theme on this morning's show. So, without any further ado, Tess Rafferty, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I hope you don't mind me being you for a moment there. Luckily, I don't have to read any more of your quotes because we have the real person, and it's a pleasure <laughs> to have you as this morning's person. Um, you did a very great job. <laughs> well, thank I you. Very, um, very but good um, job um, playing me. On, on a serious note, I mean. The, this whole Me Too campaign, it has been incredible, the global response to it. But how did you get involved in the Take Back the Workplace march in Los Angeles? So I was actually on Facebook um, reading everyone's stories um, at the beginning, you know, around the beginning of October um, when the Harvey Weinstein scandal broke. And, um, you know, everyone was sharing these very traumatic stories of, you know, being sexually harassed, you know, at work, being sexually assaulted, um, either at work or, you know, outside of work. And I happened to check the On This Day feature on Facebook, where it lets you see what you were doing exactly a year ago, that calendar day. And once again, because it was a year since the Donald Trump Trump Access Hollywood um, tape broke, everyone, all these women were online sharing their horrible stories about sexual harassment and sexual assault. And I just thought, you know, a year's gone by and, and we're no further along. We, you know, we, we went through this big catharsis last year, um, right before the presidential election, and then somehow this man got elected anyway, and half the country's okay with that. And so I said, I don't want to be here in a year from now because another sexual harassment or assault story is broken, and now we're all sharing these terrible stories again. I said, I wanted, I wanted to make a statement. I wanted to take it offline and make something really public with it. And also do something that would demand change um, as well. And so I just said there needs to be a march. And so um, because of the timing of it all, we wanted to do something while the story was still hot and still in the papers and people still had momentum. And before the holidays, you know, here in America, it was Thanksgiving this week. And now, you know, we're a few weeks away from, you know, the Christmas holidays. So I just wanted to, I needed to do something quickly. And so that's basically how I got involved. I just decided we need a march and we need to make it happen very quickly. There's been this question which we've um, already touched on today, but I'm interested in your thoughts of how this goes from moment to movement, as it were. Uh, I mean, it already is, to be fair, a movement, but when we when we think of um, efforts to uh, to challenge race relations, for example, through social media, when we think of other particular campaigns like raising money for... ALS, for example, through the Ice Bucket Challenge. How do we make sure this isn't just another social media phenomenon? Well, I think we need to, um, you know, keep holding people accountable. Um, We need to keep the story, um, you know, keep the stories alive. Like, we need ourselves to not just forget about it and put it on a back burner. 
um, you know, here in California, um, in addition to just, you know, marching to protest, you know, what we really wanted to march to create change. And so there's certain, um, you know, certain legislative changes that we want that Senator Connie Leva, who marched with us, is, is putting on, um, you know, putting together a bill for January to introduce into the state Senate here. And so it's like, you know, keeping keeping the pressure on our elected officials to say this is the kind of change changes we want to our laws, um, putting the pressure on at the workplace to make sure that not that they just don't have a sexual harassment policy, but that it's the correct policy and that it gets enforced. And I think encouraging people to keep coming forward with their stories, because I think that in addition to you know, legal change, we need attitudes to change. And I think the attitude needs to change from one where people don't get involved or they remain silent to if people see something, they say something. And, um, you know, and if you hear something and you go forward with it, that you're not going to be ostracized or dismissed or, you know, um, threatened with retaliation for doing something. The uh, the K-pop star Amber from the group FX um, said, it's so common, I hate to say it, the feelings become so numb and we all felt that we just had to deal with it. How important is it that in the entertainment industry, I mean, obviously it's not just Hollywood, as Amber from FX suggests there, but the, the industry where you are has become a focal point for this. How important is it that, that this has become a focal, that, that Hollywood's become a focal point? Yeah, because it's just um, so I- public. Well, you know, here, I mean, one of the things we tried to stress during our march is that this happens to, this happens in all businesses. Every woman has a story, and a lot of men have stories, too. And it happens, and it happens everywhere, and we really tried to stress that. I think, you know, the, the positive of it happening in the entertainment industry like it has been, that, you know, it's certainly been the, the sort of lightning rod for this latest round of awareness is that it's something that the newspapers want to cover. It's something that the media covers because there are celebrities involved. And, you know, as unfortunate as that is that nobody's looking at, you know, the people who aren't famous who this happens to. I mean, the good thing is, is that because celebrities are involved, they're bringing notoriety to this issue and that people in industries, you know, in all businesses get to say, like, you know, okay, this isn't right, and this happens to me, and I'm not alone. It happens to everybody, you know. Um, um, so it's it's more of like, you know, bringing awareness to it, and if it has to be celebrities who do it, then I think that's still a good thing, you know. Um, and, you know, and it's also, you know, for where we are in Hollywood, we're trying right now to to create a coalition across lots of industries, um, I don't know if you, you're familiar um, with the story. Um, this group of um, over 700,000 female farm workers, um, the Alianza Nacional de Campesinas, they wrote a letter to, like, you know, an open letter to the women on Hollywood saying, we support you, we stand with you, we admire what you're doing, we face the same, you know, harassments and assaults that are in our job and everything. And, you know, we were now, they reached out to us with that letter and we were so moved by it that, you know, we're like, well, we, we stand, of course we stand with you, and now we're working with them to figure out how we can help them back. Um, so I feel like, you know, it's Hollywood has brought a certain amount of notoriety to this thing that now everybody's built, you know, we can build off of. I just wonder as well your thoughts on, on the role of of comedy, for example, at this point. I mean, for, for you yourself being known 
as being a, a comedian, but now speaking very seriously on this issue, um, and, and that doesn't surprise me. You're, after all, a human being. But we, we think of cases like <laughs> James Corden standing up last month at an LA charity event when he was making jokes about Harvey Weinstein's you know, then alleged sexual assault. Um, and, and then he was widely criticised for, for overstepping the mark. Um, do, do you have to be very careful or do do we all need to be very careful how we approach these issues? Uh, and and what is you know your approach personally now going forward as a comedian? Well, I think you just want to make sure. I mean, I think the, the foremost when these things happen, I think you know first of all we all need to laugh. Um, you know, being able to laugh at a situation helps us all get through it. And I'm a huge fan myself of gallows humor. You know, um, like a you know humor about the darkest of situations. I think you just need to make sure your target is the right person when you're making jokes about it. Um, you know that that your target is the per- is is the person who did bad. That your target isn't the you know the victim or the survivor. Um, and I think that you know you need to make sure that somehow you know is your is your joke making light of what the person did. You know, and I think that's probably I, I I haven't. It's been forgive me. I can't speak specifically to the jokes because I haven't read them in quite some time that James Corden did. No, exactly. Like a while ago, but you know, but I think that sometimes when people when people do tend to make fun of these things, when they when they tend to use these things, they either punch at the wrong target or the way you know the way the jokes goes make it seem like it's not that big of a deal. You know, I mean, Harvey Weinstein is accused of rape, but it's a very serious crime you know, to make it seem like, you know, I don't know, like all guys do it or, hey, he just got caught or whatever. And I'm not saying that that's what he did because, again, I haven't read them in a while. Like that's the wrong tone when you're, when you're you know, when you're uh, making fun of this situation. Well, also, it's a difficult thing, you know. Proximity and time, I I guess, makes a difference there too. Uh, As those allegations were just emerging, any kind of joke related to them seemed to be well, for many people, inappropriate. And and as you, I mean, I, I'm just curious. Uh, the reason I ask you is with your illustrious career yourself. But that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for being oh, this morning's person, and we and we'll be following your progress going forward as well. Well, thank you very much. Anytime you want to talk about any of these issues, I'm happy to come back. Fantastic. Thank you, Tess Rafty, American writer, comedian, actress, co-organizer of Take Back the Workplace March. And let's take back the workplace wherever you are. I I, I feel privileged to be in a situation where I'm not witnessing these things, but maybe you'll feel the same and there is abuse going on under your nose without you realising it. So maybe we also all need to open our eyes a little bit wider. That's our show for today. Careerscape's coming up next. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. Stay with us for your news headlines in just a moment.